door. He is at the door and he's knocking. And his voice was heard in the knock. In the knock. Which means that God speaks to us in sounds. You see, the keyboard is playing currently, and you are only hearing him play keys or strings. But as much as you are hearing him play keys or strings, someone else is hearing God speak. You see, Anytime you pray or even before you begin to pray, God has already answered you. And he says that whilst you are praying, I am still answering you. Now, the problem here is God has already answered us. But we are so much blocked with regrets. We are filled with bitterness. We are filled with unforgiveness. We are pressured by the economic situation such that we cannot even hear God speak. Are you here with me? We, we are pressured to the point where we can't even hear God speak. And yet, in the knock that he's knocking, he is speaking. Now, how is a knock produced? When I put my hands together, it is called a clap, right? But when I hit my hand against a wood or a door, it is called a knock. And what is producing the sound? My hand and the wood, right? Yes. Are you with me? Yes. Which means that if God is speaking out of the sound, then it means God is speaking out of this thing. Are you with me? Yes. If the sound comes out because of my hands and the wood, then it means that God is speaking out of the wood, right? Yes. And the wood is not a human being. The wood is not a living thing. It is a non-living thing. And yet God is speaking out of this thing. I want you to understand that God does not only speak to humans. God doesn't only speak through humans. Neither does God speak through only prophets. But God speaks through things. God speaks through sounds. I said I am teaching on kingdom realities. Things that you will not hear anywhere. Things that you will not be taught. <laughs> but I will teach you. He says, I stand at the door and I knock. Now, some of you are doubting if God can speak to you true things for sure. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 4, the verse 7. Deuteronomy 4, 7. Deuteronomy 4, 7. Are we there? Open it in your Bible too. Deuteronomy 4, 7. Now, hear this. He says that, For what great nation is there that has God so near to it? What great nation is there? In other words, a nation becomes great because it has God near to it. Okay. Then he says again, As the Lord our God is in what is to us, for whatsoever reason we may call upon him. Can you give me an amplified version? So I explain something. Please carefully read with me. For what great nation is there for who has God so near to them as the Lord our God is to us all? Is to us in all things for which we call upon him. He says that the Lord God is in what all things. For which we call upon him to be in. So, if I call for the spirit of the Lord to be in this wood, 
the spirit of the Lord is in this wood. Are you here? Yes. No, I'm doing my point, so follow me carefully. Alright, some of you might disagree, but you'll get to understand what I'm saying. He says that he is in all things, not only something. He can even be in your boots and your, your, your shoe that you call him to be in. Are you here with me? He can be in your suit that you call him to be in. Yet he is in all things that we call upon him to be in. Are you here? And if the spirit of the Lord is in all things that we call him to be in, the spirit of the Lord is not a dumb spirit. He is a speaking spirit. Do you agree with me? The spirit of the Lord is a speaking spirit. He is not a dumb spirit. He is not a quiet spirit. He speaks. So if God and his spirit is found in this thing, then it means that God can speak out of this thing. I will prove it again. Bible says in the book of Numbers chapter 22, the verse 28, that, and the donkey of Balaam spoke unto Balaam and said, have I done this to thee before? Why thou hurt me this way? Numbers 22, 28. So the donkey is a living thing, a thing, not a human, not a prophet, but an animal. And yet this donkey spoke the word of God to the king or the prophet Balaam. Are you here? Do we agree a donkey is a thing? Yeah. Okay. Now, if you read the book of Luke chapter 19, verse 40, man of God, Luke 19, verse 40. Luke 19, verse 40. God said that if thee hold thy peace and don't worship me, I will cause stones to cry out and worship me. Wait a minute. So, stones, non-living thing. A stone is what? A non-living thing. And he said that if you will not worship me, I will cause these stones to cry out unto me and worship me. It's a non-living thing, yet it has a voice to cry out. <laughs> can, can non-living things speak? It's a question. Can non-living things speak? But God said that if thee who are a living thing will not worship me, I will cause a non-living thing, which is a stone, to cry out unto me. What I want you to understand is that God is speaking out of the thing. The stone. He is causing stones to speak. He is causing stones to cry out. When you see in the Bible, anywhere you say cry out, it means they pray or they worship. So he is causing stones to speak a thing. You are too focused on what this weak educational system is in the world. The educational system we have in the world is too weak to comprehend the kingdom realities. The kingdom realities can only be taught to you by the Holy Spirit, not by any man, not in class, but by the Holy Spirit. What am I saying? Because most of you have been taught to only hear the voice, to only hear. You say the ears is for what? The eyes is for what? And that is why some of you, your life is quite wretched. Because you have been kept in a box of knowing that your ears are only for hearing and your eyes are only for seeing. Can I present to you that you can hear even without your ears? The ears is not for only hearing. Neither is the eyes for only seeing. You can hear with every part of your body. Only if you 
build yourself to that level. Some of us, people like me, I don't only hear with my ears. I hear with my entire body. All right. There was a time where I sent Pastor Peter to a place for a business meeting and we were going to check something and I already know the place. Yet when we were going, I got missing. We got missing actually. But we already knew the place. We went there once. But we got missing on our way. And then we decided to return back. Guess what? Once we were coming on the way, my leg, one of my legs hit a stone. I said, Pastor Peter, this is God speaking. He says we should wait. At that moment, he did not understand. <laughs> my leg hit a stone, and yet I heard God telling me, wait. It's not like either my left leg hits something, I know it is this one, or my right. At a time, it means different things. My body can tell me something, and it means different things. I can be ministering right now, and when my body does something, I eat. It signals me that there is someone in a particular thing that God wants me to deal with, but not with me. But God is not telling me, but He's showing me an action in my body. Are you with me? Yes. So my leg hit a stone, and yet I heard the voice of God, and He said, We should wait. And guess what? When we waited, again, Pastor Peter might not have understood why we stood there. Okay, my bishop see to the entrance. Then when we stood there, we saw a man coming on the way coming. And initially, this man was supposed to go and show us the place. He says he will not go. For best reasons known to him. Then when we stood there, <laughs> we saw the man coming. And we said, why are you coming? And he said, I want to go and show you the place. <laughs> so, I told Pastor Peter that, do you now understand why God says we should wait? Because we would have wasted our time and energy moving to go home or to wherever we are lodging at. Once the man is coming. And yet God had already told you when your leg hit the stone that to wait. And you, because you hear with only your ears and it was your leg that had it, you don't, you don't, you, you don't perceive it. it was, there are many other things that the Lord speaks about. I can't tell some of you here because you will not understand. But what I want you to understand is that you don't only hear with your ears. You hear with your entire body. Because he said, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice, he is at the door, he is knocking, yet his voice is in the knock. We see in the Bible, the Bible says that the other day when Paul was going to Damascus, on the road to Damascus, he encountered God, Jesus Christ. And when he encountered him, Bible said, and Jesus spoke to him, that Paul, why are you persecuting me? And when Paul woke up, he asked the soldiers, did you hear that? And the soldiers said, now we heard thunder, we heard sounds. Yet in the thunder or in the sound, Paul was hearing the voice of God. My goodness. To others, it is just a thunder, it is just a sound. But to some of us, we heard the voice of God. My goodness. My I said, God speaks true things. Could it be that the other day when a knife cut you in the kitchen, it was God speaking to you? Could it be the other day when you were trying to spark the car and it wasn't sparking or it wasn't starting? Could it be it was God speaking to you? Could it be when you went to that restaurant or that friend to visit that person to go and eat and yet you lost your appetite? 
Could it be it was God speaking to you, but you did not hear him because you thought God only speaks for you to hear with your ears? Could it be it was God speaking to you? Could it be? Could it be? You were going somewhere and your car tie got best. And yet you want to still change it and still move on. Could it be it is God speaking to you? Could it be? But the problem is you are only hearing with your ears. So you can't hear the voice of God. You can't hear the voice of God. I said, God speaks true things. I'm trying to teach you at this level where you can, when you even hear this sound, you can even hear God speak about five sentences just in this. Why is clapping a form of worship? Why is shouting a form of worship? Why do people have to go around the walls of Jericho just to worship God? And then the walls of Jericho came down. You think that the walls did not obey the noise? It obeyed it. That's why it came down. Now, he went further in the book of Revelation 3.20. And then he said something very remarkable. He said, Revelation 3.20. He said that if thee open the door for me now, after you have heard my voice and you have opened the door for me to enter, then I will come in and eat and dine with you. And you will equally dine with me. But first he said, I will come in. God said, after you've heard my voice and you've opened the door for me, I will come in. And I will eat with you. This is God coming to your level. This is God saying, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to visit you and come to you at your level. I am going to visit you at your level. I am going to talk to you at your level of reasoning or your level of understanding. This is God coming to the level of man and speaking to man at the level at which he understands. And many a times we have God, we have God coming to us and speaking to us at the level at which we understand. God speaking to us at the language in which we understand. Are you with me, somebody? Then he said, I will come to you and I will eat with you and dine with you. And then we see Jesus Christ even going to eat with us collectives. Yet he is God. We see Jesus sits with the disciples and eat with them. Yet he is God. He's eating and talking to them at their level. And then he came and he said, and then you with me. Many of us are so drunk at the level where God comes to only our level. And we never go to the level of God. He says, I come to thee and you with me. What about we upgrading our level and then getting to the level of God? A level of operating as gods. Because Jesus Christ said, do you not know that ye are gods? So after you have heard him and you have granted him, granted him access into your house to dine with you and speak with you at your level, he says that he's also granting you access to come to his level. But the problem is we are not ready to get to his level. We, we are not ready to upset ourselves to get to the level of God. Why won't we yearn and be hungry to get to the level of God and operate like God. Where the reality of God becomes our reality. Why do you only want God to come to your level? What about you moving to the level of God? What, what about you moving to the level of God? 
where you begin to see things the way God sees it. That when men are seeing B, and God tells you it is an A, you will still believe it is an A. My goodness. When will we begin to see through the eyes of Jesus? When? When? When will we be serious even in church? And begin to hear to come to the level of God and not only be spectators, but people who want to encounter God. Like right now. When you can encounter God in this meeting, like, oh my goodness, at least some of you know. And the Spirit of the Lord is in this place and you will see it even as I'm teaching right now. When do we want to get to the level of God? Do you not know that ye are gods? Do you not know? And why then ye operate as men, mere men? Why do you operate as mere men when you are gods? Why? 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 God wants us to upgrade ourselves. And I want you to begin to yearn for an upgrade in your life. I want you to yearn for an upgrade in your life. Are you with me, somebody? Or are you with me, somebody? I want you to begin to see like God sees. The book of Genesis, chapter 2, the verse 19. These are the realities of God. When we begin to see like God, something is getting funny right now. <laughs> it's very funny, you know. That's life. Now, Jesus, this is God, all right, asking Adam to name all other things in the garden. And already, God had already given them the things and names. You see, when you read it from the Genesis 1 downwards, you God said, and God created the heavens and the earth, and he created the firmament, whatever, and he created the birds of the skies, he created the animals, and then he did everything, he divided them, he even divided the, 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 the river in the, in, in the garden, and he gave them names, it was four, he gave them names. But guess what, after God gave names to all those things, he did something now. He wanted to test Adam, if Adam was made truly in his image, and if Adam sees like he, God sees. And what did Jesus God do? He said, and out of the ground, the Lord God formed every wild beast and living creature of the field and every bird of the air. Every what? So a bird has already been given a name. So every bird of the air and brought them to Adam. What, what, what? He said, God brought these things to Adam to see. Wait, look at it. It wasn't Adam that gave names to everything in the garden. God had already named the things. But said, God brought Adam. He brought all the things to them, to Adam, to see what he will call them. To see what he will call them. And then guess what? He said that, and whatever Adam called every living creature, that was? That was? Was it? Listen, it wasn't that is it name that was it name. The name was already there. Adam was just confirming the names of all things. Adam was not the one who named things of the world. No, don't be like you. God already named all these things, but he needed Adam to confirm. You see, when you build build a phone, alright, you need it, it is a prototype. So you need this prototype thing to go through tests. And when you build this phone, you have to see if it makes it can make call as you made it to be. You want to see if it can take pictures as it was made to be. So this was God testing Adam, the prototype. And Adam was 
it showed that he was a prototype because he malfunctioned at the point when they both gave in to sin. Are you here? So it wasn't Adam that named God. He said, when, when Adam named the things, it was what so he and, and, and he brought them to Adam and see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called them, God every living creature, that, 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 this is grammar. Why were you reading it some way, Adam? That was the name of a thing. And Adam just came to confirm it. So meaning that Adam began to see in the eyes of Christ. And that's what God wants us, to, wants us to be right now. He wants us to begin to see things through his eyes, my goodness. See through the eyes of Jesus. Some people want to pay for disobedience. They don't know what they're doing right now. Father, sorry. <laughs> I'm very forced to talk about this thing. Let me leave it. Now, God spoke God spoke to Adam. And Adam confirmed the word of God. Now, these are the kingdom realities where God wants us to come to his level and begin to see things like him and begin to talk like him. Where the kingdom realities is where we see Jesus Christ take the five loaves of bread and the two fishes and then multiply them to feed a multitude. And then we see God also command Moses and told him to strike the rod against the rock and water will gush out. Alright? Now, God told Moses to do that and Moses did it and water gushed out. But another instance, God told Moses to move his level. God told Moses, upgrade your level. Do not strike the rod against the rock again. Now, speak to it. God hates stagnation. God hates it when you are at the same level every time. God hated. So God hated Moses being at the level of only striking the rod against the stone. The rod against the rock for you to water to catch it. Now move to another level. When you don't even have to move your hands, you just have to just speak. And out of anger, out of emotions, Moses missed it. Not only did he miss it, he missed the promised land, which he was supposed to get people to. Because he wanted to be at the same level every time. The only thing you are noted for is reading prayer. The only thing you are noted for is singing and you are okay. You don't want to advance your level. But even before you even pick up the microphone, there is a level of presence that comes in. You, you don't want to move your level. That when you stand and you speak, my goodness, things flee. Are you here? God does not want us to be stagnant. You have one business, and so what? God wants us to move up. He wants you to move it up. So, and so what? You are CEO of one business, and you are busting. You are busting. What the hell? God not created only one thing. He created so many things. He has so many branches. Even, even that thing, you had male and female. Your business is only one male, or even one female. Whatever you want to call it. You don't want to have male and female. Your business must have male and female. If we are truly imitators of God and God created everything male and female according to each kind, then your business also must be male and female. According to the kind of God. Are you with me? No. You see, your reality, you see, this is what I'm saying, it might seem like 
funny to some people. It might seem like a joke to some people because your reality and your level is not my level. Your reality is not my reality. Are you here? Because your relationship with God will determine your reality. My relationship with God and the things I have encountered is determining how I am speaking right now. Are you with me, somebody? My relationship with God is the reason why I know all these things I am saying right now. My relationship with God. And God wants us to grow our relationship with Him. Why we are not stagnant? You see, for one person, five loaves of bread and two fishes was an opportunity for God to be glorified through multiplication. Are you here? For one person, right? This is the different kinds of realities. The reason I'm saying that your reality is different from my reality is this. For one person, five loaves of bread and two fishes is enough to feed his his family or his household and himself for one person. But to another person, five loaves of bread and two fishes is an opportunity for God to be glorified in multiplication. These are two kinds of realities. Are you here? One person is seeing a bread and fish and the person is only seeing meal, food. Food for himself and the family. And another person sees these same five loaves of bread and two fishes and he's seeing multiplication and God being glorified. And not only to feed his family or himself, but to feed multitude who come to hear the gospel of God. What is your reality? In, in an exams hall, we have two kinds of reality. A question might be right or wrong. And we see some students say, Sir, 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 this question is wrong. Can you change? And another student has already solved it. Two kinds of realities. Two kinds of realities. For you, it is wrong. But for someone else, it's the right question for me to answer and get an A. What is your reality? What is your reality? What is your reality in this kingdom? In, on this earth we are where he gave birth to everything according to each kind what is your reality to every person here my goodness you must begin to hear to operate in the reality of god as i said these things are not only for prophet or a special field of people it is for it is our birthright are you with me when we begin to operate in the level of god my goodness you see, many of you want to equally operate in the, in, the, in the level of God, but the only thing you know is only prayer. You must rise from the level of prayer to a level of declaration and confession. A level of confession and declaration. When you see a sick person there, you don't go, Father, I thank you, heal this person in the name of Jesus. Heal you. No. You come on, you sickness, go. You don't go about praying. There are two different things. Confession is when you say it several times and it becomes a part of you with meditation in mind. You're not just saying because anyone is saying it, but you have an understanding of it. Now get it straight. Many of you are praying without declaring, but yet you must declare. Why am I saying this? Many of you say, God, you see, okay. If you want to be, a, let me teach you this, all right? This is just something small for you and how I do or I work out miracles, the miracles you see. You see, many of you, if you want to operate in a level of miracles or to see the kingdom realities I'm talking about, you must be able to be specific. Tell someone specific. 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 Come on, talk like me. Specific. 
You must be specific because if you tell God you want a God-fearing spiritual guy, a humble guy, fresh guy, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Satan is fresh. Satan again is God-fearing. Don't forget that. Satan is spiritual. If you're telling God, I want a God-fearing guy, Satan is even humble to God. You must be specific. Because, you see, a fetish priest is spiritual. A fetish priest fears God. So if you want a God-fearing man, who are you talking about? Be. Be. You can't pray anyhow. You get answers anyhow. Because God said, if you ask me, he said, how much more do you ask? We can ask you out. But your children will ask thee for bread and you give them stones. So he said, then if that be so, then whatsoever you ask of me, I will give unto thee. So if you want a God-fearing man, God will give you. But mind you, the devil is God-fearing. He will give you according to what your heart desire. What you ask for. If your prayer is anyhow, your answers will be anyhow. My goodness. You can't talk anyhow in prayer because they say, thank God, and I'm just talking anyhow. So you pass time. You can't talk anyhow in prayer because it is a time of creation. To some of you, prayer is a time that you can cry out to God, Father, this and this and this and that, and cry. But to some of us, we leave the pain, we leave the betrayal, we leave the regrets, and we declare, despite it all, I'm getting bigger every day. I might be addicted to ABCD. I might be this and this and that. But that will not stop me. Our reality should be different. Your reality should be different from the reality of Satan. You can't allow Satan to be determining what your reality should be. Some of you are full of fear. And that is the reality of Satan. And you shouldn't allow that to happen. If you are going for the visa, go with it. No fear. If you are going for marriage, go for it. No fear. Don't let Satan's reality become your reality. See, the people might be complaining. This exams is difficult. In this football match, the agent is only coming to pick only one person. But we know we don't care whatever they are coming to pick. Whatever the decision is, we are not by one person. That is our reality. So let our friends fidget. Let our friends fear. What are you seeing? That is my reality. Mark chapter 10. The verse 49. It's happening already. You see, at this atmosphere, you don't want me to even tell you to pray. You must begin to declare because the atmosphere is ripe. You don't need me to tell you to so you must begin to do it. Be specific. Don't come and put money here just because you want to come and put money. No. Speak on it, Mike. God speaks true things. God can speak to that money. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Mark chapter 10, verse 49. 
Now, watch this, watch this. This was the, the story of the man who wanted to see Jesus and people were preventing him from seeing Jesus. But this is what you don't get. Now, you see this. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be good, be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. Move on, please. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. And verse 51 says that. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? Listen, 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 listen. Jesus was asking him a question. You have, you, you have gathered to meet me. When the children of the Lord gathered, there, still, there God also is. As two of you shall agree upon a thing, I will also do it for you. So then when Jesus Christ came, said, What do you want me to do for you? The man said, The blind man said to him, Rabboni, which also means Rabbi, teacher, that I may receive what? I may receive what? He was specific. And see what happened. Move on, please. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made thee what? And what immediately? He received his sight. Not tomorrow, immediately. In this meeting, I don't know what you need, but you must be specific. As he said it, see, when Jesus asked him, he wasn't fumbling. He was specific and he got that answer. Can we be specific? Now, the other time Jesus Christ allowed himself as a man to be covered with pain and so many things that he missed the specific. John chapter 19, 28. See, Jesus in a man form allowed his pain to cloud him. That he wasn't specific and he got what he was not supposed to get. Jesus. Even Jesus, let me say so. Even Jesus, when he wasn't specific, he had something else. I'm saying that if you want to get miracles, you must be specific in your prayer. You must be specific in your declarations. Watch this. John chapter 19, verse 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that, that the scripture might be fulfilled. So aside the fact, scripture must be fulfilled. Something happened. Uh -huh. Jesus said what? I test. Get this. I what? Yes. I what? Yes. And what the soldiers give him? Bible said, now a vessel full of sour wine, which also means vinegar, was seated, was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on his high saw and put it to his mouth. Now get this. Jesus said, What? I test. In any, if any man wants to die, they ask for water. Right? Right? But because of the pain Jesus Christ was going through, like some of you are going through pain and situations, they are confused. He, instead of him asking for, I need water, he said, I test. And they gave him sour wine. Sour wine is also vinegar, which is given to people who are going through pain when they are about to die, to, 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 to um, how do you call it? To, to press down their, the, the things that is happening around. It's like, um, how, the, how do you call this thing? When, when you don't want a person to feel pain when you're an operation, the injection you give the person. Anesthesia. Anesthesia, yeah. So the sour wine or the vinegar was supposed to act like an anesthesia. So that Jesus Christ would not feel whatever he was going through. But Jesus Christ needed to feel what he was going to because that was his mission. That was his purpose. To go through pain for man without any external help. But they were trying to disconnect him from that line. And that was because Jesus Christ wasn't also specific. He said that I test. A drink can also be used in place to quench test. Do you agree? Yes. If there is no water, you can use a drink to quench your test. You can use coconuts to quench your test. 
yet it's not pure water. So for this which should have happened, Jesus was supposed to say, I need water. He did not ask for water. He asked, he said, I test. So the people had the privilege or the right to give him whatsoever the please that they think can quench his test. If you talk to God anyhow, God can give you anything anyhow because you think that is what can quench that test. And yet that's not what can quench that test. What you need to quench the test is water. Not vinegar. And when they gave him the vinegar, Jesus Christ rejected it. He, he, he spat it away. But you say you test. Did you not say you test? Huh? Huh? You pray God gave you someone. Isn't that what you want? Now you're over you. You say you test. You are not specific. So you had it anyhow. Finally, they pass my exams. Seize a pass. Me have two bedroom there on the bed. Two bedroom. You're not specific. It can be uncompleted. It is two still two bedroom. Be specific. You want a house by the Iceland, by the beach? Go and go to Choco, go to Lavani. You will see places there. It's not nice, but it's by the beach. Be specific. Are you here with me? Yes. No. You have nice dreams, but you're not speaking it to one. You have it anyhow. And you're complaining that God did not hear your prayer. It was your own words. He gave you what you asked for. You were just not specific. Are you with me? Yes. Now, the book of John 5 5, I'm closing with this. John 5 5. Yeah. Ah, specific. John 5 5. John 5 5. I want you to get this carefully. We are going to verse 8 also. Alright. So please walk with me carefully. I'm ending with this. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity for what? 38 years. Move on, please. That he said that when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? Wait, please. This man was by the pool of Bethesda, and that pool it is said that when an angel of the Lord comes to stir out that pool, and anyone goes into that particular water or that pool receives healing. And there was a man who also was at that pool and wanted healing. And yet, because the angel of the Lord has not stirred up the water, he could not enter, so he was by the pool. And guess what? Jesus Christ was coming to pass by who is much more than the pool. He is the creator of the pool. And he was passing by, and he knew that this man has been in this condition for a very long time, about 30 years. And he asked him, do you want to be made well? Then what did the man say, please? The man said, the sick man answered him, said, I have no man to put me into the pool. Is that what you were asked? The question is, do you want to be made well? But his answering said that say, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Is that what you were asked? You were you asked, is it your turn to enter into the water? You were asked, do you want to be made well? specific. If I come to you, which aspect of your life do you want me to prophesy about? You go like, oh, you say it, say it, as God needs you. Hey! Be specific. Because among all the people that are gathered here, why would God lead me to you and ask me that, what do you want God to do for you? 
and you are telling me that you want to go into the water but another man comes to step in just like some of you when you 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 you, you go into your prayer room and instead of you praying you are crying because you say what the woman of god prayed and, and he was uttering and groanings which cannot be altered are you here groanings which cannot be altered do you know what led her to that level she prayed that she wants a baby and she lost her voice while she was praying like the only thing she could be saying uh, uh, you've not even got it then you've got it you're like already you're just like praying and already crying <laughs> you think that's the you don't go to hear you do that yeah god god picks our our angels angels speak our one out it about that angels speak our tears but they use it for specific purposes each one of us have our tears in heaven but it's for specific purposes i thought the other day that god spirits are attracted by water but i can't i won't go deeper because as we go for it i'll go deeper even with tears your tears are even stored in heaven for specific purposes not every other tear not even broken heart tears no, not foolish tears. You must be specific. There are specific tears that are stored up in heaven for a particular purpose. Now, move on to the next verse, please. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. Now, my problem is that this man, Jesus came to him. He did not understand what that day meant. Neither did he understand who was in front of him. Like right now. We don't even understand what today means. You think he's celebrating Bishop? Forget. The only thing you will know about is celebrating life. When it can also be the day when your life changes. But the only thing you know, I'm coming to support the program. I'm coming to celebrate Bishop. My goodness. When God has also set that same day aside to be the day that he elevates you. The guy did not understand the time and the moment. He was still waiting for the angel of the Lord to stir up the water. He was waiting for an angel. When the God who created that angel was there, he was waiting for an angel like you. You want to see angel, you don't want to see God. I pity you. But in any way, because of the message of God, God healed him. But when you read further, there were other people also in that same place who did not get healed by Jesus. They were still waiting for the angel of the Lord to come and stay out the water. Come with me, I'm standing. I don't want you to be part of the people who are waiting for a prophetic hour. I want you to be part of the people who know God can do it at any other hour. Your life. Time 
responsible for me to do other things. But I will do only one thing. But before that one thing, I want you to be specific in your life. If there is a God in this place, if this is the God that, that made us have one night of kingdom realities, and as we are specific in our prayer now, let it cause him. See, you must be specific about the number of days you even want it to appear. Be, be specific. Don't speak in tongues. Say, hey, hey, hey. I said, be specific. Declare. Declare boldly. Be bold. Many are wrong.